This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. We're rolling. Okay. Hey. Home sweet Sweden. How sweet it is. Episode 20 in our year of 2020, boys. 20 episodes into the podcast. This is Uncle Ian here on the microphone reporting from the borderlands of the Midwest. And boys, it's good to see your faces. We're all we're all at home to to an extent. And oh yeah. I yeah, so. this is the home episode coming home. So um yes, it's been a fun, fun week. Uh I myself, I got one more week of teaching online classes, which have been going not too bad. And yes, yeah, so my countdown's on five days away from the holidays, and I'm gonna be going hard on languages, hard, hard, hard. Lots of German, lots of Korean. Um, yeah, and this week, this week I still got in lots of la, la, la svenska. So I've been asking Mark svenska. talking la about svenska. his talking about his mother tongue, his muttersprache, however you say that in Sweden. Yeah, man, the accent, the Swedish accent. But let's go, let's go to Sweden itself. In the where, where are you exactly, Marcus? Let the listener know. You took an eight out. Okay, you flew from Barcelona to Stockholm, had a chevichita, and then what happened? What happened from there? All right. So first of all, hello everybody. Hello. Uh, greetings from the great land of white the north, north of the white north. It's pretty the, snowy. The true, the true white north. <laughs> of Europe, yeah, right? it kind of looks like this. Kind of reminds me of like parts of BC, like with the coniferous trees. Yeah, but, but the, I, I guess the main difference is that the trees aren't as big here as in as in British Columbia. Right. Okay. the The, the trees in Canada are just like on another level, a different magnitude. Ah, I see. Okay. Uh, but still, still, it's it's really cool. It's really neat. So first of all, it's three eighteen p.m. here and right now, it's and dark. it's it's almost one hundred percent dark. <laughs> <laughs> like the only reason why it's like kind of light out behind me and the window behind me, if you're if you're watching the video here, is that because it's all white? Like there's snow everywhere. So yeah. so the little light that still exists is being reflected yes. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So um. So let me tell you about my. So I've I've displaced yeah. myself over the past twenty four hours. <laughs> yes, you've moved locales. I've gone from Europe's most southern country. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah, I've gone from Europe's most southern. Yes, it is the 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 most southern point in Europe is mm-hmm. called Tarifa, 
and I've been there. Okay. That's 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 a uh, small Spanish town on the Gibraltar Strait. Um, and if you're standing there, it's really cool because Africa is so close. Is Morocco is so. See Morocco? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Morocco is so much closer than you think it is. Like you can see, oh, yeah. You can almost yeah, like you can see the cities and towns on the other side. That's so cool. Because you look at a map, um, right? And it's like a little pinch of a Mediterranean. Right, right. It's it's literally a pinch. It's literally <laughs> a pinch. So fun fact: the Mediterranean Sea used to be land about a thousand, no, um, a couple hundred thousand years ago. I I think. Maybe it was like a million years ago. Yeah. So so basically, the Gibraltar Strait used to be an isthmus that's really hard to say but but an isthmus like the panama the central american isthmus right but but some type of geological event happened like an earthquake or whatever which which broke that geographical barrier which opened up the atlantic ocean now the mediterranean sea obviously it's sea right now so so the, the 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 land there was lower than the Atlantic Ocean, right? So it was below right. sea level, the land that existed there before. So essentially, that entire area, region, flooded within the span of a couple months. That's right? really cool. <laughs> yeah, is, so it, the... can you imagine that? Witnessing that? That would be so yeah, awesome. That would be insane. So wait, so this so was wasn't all, just this continental was all... drift? No, 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 no. No, no this, this so the, the continental drift that happens over a span of millions of years. This mm-hmm, this whole mm-hmm. thing happened like a million years ago. Oh, okay. So the okay. entire Mediterranean Sea filled up in like a month. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Which is insane. Word. It's kind of like it's kind of like you know Death Valley in the U.S. Like Nevada and a couple yeah. of those states are below sea level. Like they're right. below where the water, like the Pacific Ocean. Right, but there's like yeah. an entire mountain range that 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 blocks off the Pacific blocks Ocean it. from, from uh, or but blocks the Death Valley area from the Pacific Ocean. But I mean, like if there were to be some type of, I don't know, earthquake or something that kind of broke up that land, that whole area would fill. Flood. Yeah. That flood. So that's kind of what happened flood. in the Mediterranean. So I don't know how we got in on this, but but that's where you were. That's where you were, Tio. Yeah, right, but the, the the point that I was trying to make is that I've I've been displaced from the yeah. from Europe's most southern country to Europe's third most northern country, technically, well, or maybe fourth. Norway if, if and can, Finland. If, if Norway and Finland go above Sweden, uh, okay. and then then Russia also goes above Sweden. Technically, and technically Denmark too, if you count Greenland. Oh. But anyway, I'm currently on the 66th latitude or something like that. Maybe like the 67th. That's so I see. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm below that. I'm below that because the Arctic Circle is at 66, right? So, so, I'm, so I'm, I'm still below the Arctic Circle. But if the Arctic Circle is at 66, I think the Arctic Circle is at 66. No, yeah, I thought it was 66. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, then, I'm, then I'm at 65. Oh, okay. So I still got a couple hours north. I, I still have to, it's to a couple hours, yeah, to the Arctic Circle. Uh, but okay. I'm not too far away. I'm not too far away. So basically what that means, if you're above the Arctic Circle, this time of year, it's dark the entire day. The entire day is just black. All day. Right. But here we still get a couple hours of light, which means that you're below the Arctic Circle. But since you only get... Vitamin D. 
Right, but since since we're just below the Arctic Circle, you still get a couple hours, right? What's that movie? Thirty Days of Night. I don't know. Is that I don't watch that later? one? It's like, it's like some zombie movie in Alaska in the winter. <laughs> Do you anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm, <laughs> I, I I'm um right now I'm on par latitude wise with Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like okay. I'm on the same latitude, technically. But but hey, it's it's we got a lot of snow here. It's a yeah, winter you wonderland, do. You're but it's some but pictures. it's but it's not that cold. It's only minus one. Oof. It's not bad, man. That's Which is bad. fine. I like that. I don't mind. I don't so mind. What it. do you? What outdoor excursions can you partake in up there? Uh, snowshoeing, little skiing. What, so so for me, so I'm, I live in somewhat of like a ski resort alpine ski resort place yeah. um now the thing is the mountains here aren't that big and it's very expensive to go skiing so it's not uh, worth okay. it for me to right, honestly right. it's not worth because i have to go rent gear and everything yet because i don't have my gear here my gear is in canada um yeah. and and i don't have at this particular time I don't have other people to go skiing with, so I'm not going to partake in the alpine skiing here. It's it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. The, the terrain is 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 for, it, it's not as rad as right. in Canada okay. or in North America. Uh, so I mo- I mostly what I'm going to do here. I'm mostly just going to chill. I'm going to do some some cross country skiing. Nice. Yeah, man. Uh, but but that's about that's about it. I'm mostly going to chill. I have some work to do. I have to be productive. Um, yep. But I'm mostly gonna chill, do some cross country skiing, and and actually after the pod, I have an italki class with oh. Mike Dio. I'm gonna do some Castellano, and then I'm We're probably keeping it book, up, keeping it going. Of course, man. Of course, man. And then I'm course, probably gonna book a couple of French classes this week, midweek, sometime. You know, that, caribou. I saw caribou today oh, on the really? bus. Hell yeah, man. some wildlife. Well, technically, they're not wild; they're they're oh, uh, semi semi domesticated. And what I mean by that is that the indigenous people here, they essentially, the Sami? yeah. There you go, man. There you go. Yeah, they have their own language too, don't they? Can you speak any Sami? No, Sami? that's a dabble. I was just when I was watching, I was sitting last night, sitting on the couch, thinking about Northern Sweden. I was like, oh yeah, the Sami. That's Sami, that's man. that can't be Indo-European. I don't know. It's a great question. It can't uh, be. It okay, can't do, be. Okay, I'll be the fact checker this episode for a little second. Right. So you look uh, up that. I'm going to keep going. So yeah. uh, I just wanted to talk about the caribou. So the caribou, they're owned by the Sami. So they track them okay. and they, they move in, in herds, right? So that when you see them, you'll, you never see just one. You see at least 100 every single time. Um, so they basically roam freely. They're all, they have the GPS trackers on them, obviously, but they roam free for the vast majority of the year. And then in the fall, I think they they uh, they gather them, and uh, I don't know what they do to, do to them. They probably they they slaughter the ones that are slaughterable, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I don't know. They check on their health or whatever. I, I have no idea. That's the limit of my knowledge. But 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 the the. The caribou meat is a delicacy around here. It's very expensive and very yummy. My favorite part is the is the caribou jerky, like Ooh, the dried yeah, meat. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fantastic. 
yeah. That's yeah. So I saw that today. Sweet, man. But that's fairly common. You see that all the time. Oh, just okay. They're hanging about. They're around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm just that's, looking. That's, that's not a rare animal to see. Okay. Yeah. So the Samis, they're part of the Urlaic language family. Oh, so Finland. Yes. So Finland, which is also the same family as Hungarian as well. Um, but like really, it really branches off, right? With like, so you got your Baltic Finnish. Um, and then once you kind of move other directions, these some of these language trees, it's more complex than a family tree. Uh, yeah. So the Sammies, there's like, uh, oh, okay. It's in one family kind of close. The one dialect of Sami is related to Hungarian and the other one's completely way off in the East. I think if you move more towards like Russia, then that changes. So yeah, man. Okay. Yes. So I don't understand a lick of, no, of no. that language and I don't understand a lick of Finnish. Like zero, 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 zero. Right, right. Which is understandable if you study the family. linguistics, right? Yeah. But but guys, I, I just wanted to say as well where I am exactly, because I never I never Yeah, came to yeah, that. exactly. Where exactly? So I I I, dis- I displaced myself from Barcelona, Spain, and I took a flight directly to Stockholm. And then from Stockholm, I jumped on a train, a night train. That's what it's directly translated night into. Train. A night train. You jump on the night train, and then on the night train, you get your own little sleeping cabin inside <laughs> yeah, the night train. Look cozy. Did you yeah, shower very, next to your toilet? I took I took a shower next to my toilet. Oh yeah. How's that? Uh, it worked really well. So that so the shower drapes, like the drapery, you just yeah. kind of like pulled that around you, and then you were like in your own little cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's really strange, but yeah, the shower was right next to the toilet. This little booth that you jump into <laughs> and you have your toilet, your sink, and then the shower is like in the middle. So what you do is basically take the shower drapery, the shower drapes, and you just pull that around, around yourself, you. wrap it around yourself, and then you have your own little shower there, shower there. And it worked really, really great. Yeah, so I jumped I on the train and and so I so the train left the airport at nine forty PM. Yeah, it was late, right? Late. So I just went on there took a shower, went to bed, woke up at 5.30, woke up at 5.30, jumped off the station in a city called Östersund, which is, which is considered, if you talk to anyone from Stockholm, they're going to say, oh, that's like in the way north. That's like northern okay. Sweden, whatever. But if you actually look at a map, it's only halfway up. Right. Is it kind of like Fort Mac, though, in Alberta? uh like in fort what mac, way like fort mac is north but there's still stuff way further north than yeah yeah fort it's mac. kind of that idea it's kind of that idea yeah like like you say okay. i'm going up north i'm going to going to fort mac but then in the grand scheme of things fort mac is in southern canada near <laughs> okay yeah yeah yes okay it's kind of that so idea it's, it's that type of thinking it's that logic <laughs> the, that the logic. logic is the same Gotcha. So, so from Östersund, I took a bus down okay. to the place where I'm currently located, which is called Vemdalen, and it's like a semi, sem, sem, semi-big skiing resort. Okay. So is it kind of like a village then, or how do you describe like the, there, it, how many people? It's an, it's an agglomeration of villages. Yeah. 
That's what okay. I would call it. So there's gotcha. different like ski areas within this agglomeration, digamos, and mm-hmm. the whole thing is called Vamdalen. But I like the the main, and I live in one of these small, decentralized uh, villages, gotcha. where it it the only the only type of it's like in this area, the only houses that exist are are um, like here we here we just call them fritidsus. Um, so like the mountain s- second homes secondary homes okay vacation oh, yeah homes. okay yeah vacation homes yeah That's in ukraine it it's similar it's like a um uh daka which can range in size from yeah. like a big russian oligarchs daka to like just a little right cabanita uh-huh exactly oh, so okay. so it, it's no one lives here permanently Right, like probably, right, right, right. probably, probably five people live here permanently. Okay, and and similar to Canadian majority. cabins as well. Then, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe say maybe a 90... few more long, like full, few people right, live right. in cabins right. all the time, but not, not. I'd say seventy-five percent of everybody is from Stockholm. Okay, lives here. It's the Stockholm spot. So it's about an eight-hour drive from Stockholm, straight north. Gotcha cool man so back in the back tierra. in the home country dude tierra suecas tierra suecas sí, tierra suecas <laughs> okay so, uh yeah guys i've been talking a lot how are you guys doing no no yeah so i was going to be like so i've been dabbling with some swedish and then Pichicoloe also joined in um so cody what's Cody, what's your heritage exactly, too? You said you got some Vikingo in you? Yeah, Svedie. 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 Hey, what happened to that Finnish accent? <laughs> you got you got rid of it in 24 hours. Yeah, so uh, I was sending some voice recordings over our WhatsApp group, and like in, in Swedish, and Marcus was telling me I sound like a Finn. <laughs> And I said that maybe, hey, maybe that's my because I have both Swedish and Finnish ancestry. So um, yeah, I was doing a bit of dabbling in Swedish as well. I'm gonna do a little self introduction now. If that's Let's go. Right. Let's do okay. it. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, jag heter Cody. Tevlit at trefas hur merdu. You gotta work a little bit on your pronunciation there, bud. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit, I know. Just a little bit. Yeah, it, it's safe to say that your German pronunciation is far be- be- better than your Swedish pronunciation. And I think if you applied some of your German tricks, the way if you apply the way you speak German to Swedish, you would you would do a lot better. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, just yeah, so yeah. actually, let's talk about that because I know Ian wanted me to talk about that. About what? Sorry. About like the connection between. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Because like, man, there was there was some. So, uh, yeah, over the week, like a lot between English and German, and there was just some wild ball stuff that sweet was unique to Swedish. But yeah, man, like so many like f- certain verbs, I was finding like is so similar to, to german and it's the germanic structure as well but cody knowing the language like knowing german 
Um, yeah, what did you think of? Because I found grammatically it wasn't throwing a lot of curveballs, but pronunciation wise, it was. Yeah, per- it was the very unique. Yeah, the pronunciation seemed a bit tricky to me. It seems like there's some inconsistencies in Swedish pronunciation. Is that correct, Marcus? Yes. Irregularities. Yes. Swedish pronunciation sucks for foreigners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think that would be really difficult if someone wanted to learn Swedish. And uh, another thing is, so I noticed that's very similar between uh, Swedish and German is that the, the numbers are almost the same as German. Is, Ett, okay. Två, tre, fyra, fem, sex, sju, sieben. Yeah. Except Åtta. for... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Can you guys say that? Sju. Sju. Yeah, you got it. Sju. So, <laughs> how do you say uh, how in svenska? Sju. Hur. Hur. okay how about this one boys how about this one so a place a village that's very close to where i am right now it's called and that's that's lake It's, it's spelled it's spelled s j and then uh which is an o with two dots over it so the s j the SJ okay. is pronounced or and then the the O is an uh so yeah you got it yeah okay so that O is that O's that so okay so the vowels were kind of like messing me up a bit like because you got your A with the little O on top of it you got the A with the two dots. I don't think yep. that's not used as much, but it's there. No, it's used that all the time. It is used? Okay. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. O with the two dots. That's that's what you're referencing right now? Yes. I don't even know how to describe yeah. that sound. It's like... Uh-huh. It's like... <laughs> it's. I don't know if you guys know how to do like smoke rings. If you like smoking a hookah, but it's kind of like that. Like pretend that you're doing oh, like a Gandalf, rings. like a Gandalf smoke ring. Like a Gandalf smoke ring. Yeah. It's okay. Kind of, that's that's kind of the and you're kind of blowing out. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. kind of weird. That's so so the point is that so here's the thing. Swedish is not complicated compared to other no, languages. No, yeah. It, like it wasn't yeah, so, so it's, grammatically, I, I was like, okay. Like even your possessives. So it's ranked by what's that called the foreign foreign service institute yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's it, by the four it's ranked by the foreign service institute as a, a group one or a category one language which means that it's the easiest it's in the category uh f- for the easiest languages for english speakers to learn so it's okay. it's not complicated like the the way for example the way Things are conjugated. It's very similar to English. Yeah, do you? I e. There's exist? no conjugations. Barely. I was like, "Yagdrikar, Yagdrikar, Hondrikar." I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Conjugation. Conjugation is based on time. Is that right? No, there's no conjugations. Yeah, man. Yeah, but but there's like you can say like prata and pratar. Pratar is the infinitive. Yeah, it's the infinitive. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. Uh, prata is the infinitive. So uh, it's it's kind of like German. 
yes, at prata, at is zu. So in German, yeah. that would be zu. Zu uh-huh. sprechen uh, yeah, would yeah, be yeah, yeah. at prata. That's right. And then to conjugate it, you would just add ar. Jag pratar, du pratar, ni pratar. Yeah, so that's pratar. conjugation. Yes, but, that's yeah, one. but there's that's one, one thing. You're, you're just adding ar. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah I know. One conjugation. For, for past tense. For yeah. past tense. And, and, and another example, like uh, subjunctive, the subjunctive case doesn't exist or the subjunctive mood doesn't exist, which right. makes things a lot easier compared yeah. to romance languages. Right? Right. The, the, the tricky thing here for, for a lot of people is that the, the indefinite article. So a... Yes, yes. Your articles mess me up a little bit. Yes. So it's very hard. It's either N or et. N There's kvina. two cases. N kvina. Yes. Et jur. So that's masculine, feminine, et, right. N. So I've, ne- I've never studied Swedish, but I'm guessing okay. that there's no rule for that. Like, you know how in German and Spanish and right. French, there's kind of rules for, for the articles? Okay. Like, en so poika, we- en poika, a boy. Yes. Is it et flicka? En flicka. En flicka? Yes. Okay. okay. And so as far as I know, there's no rule for that. You kind of just got to learn it. Okay, right. right. So exposure but, would but just... But all languages have some element of you just got to learn it. Uh, yes, right? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Like that just exists. <laughs> you just got to yeah. learn it. There's no rule. You just got to learn it. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it was interesting. So your indefinite articles, like the et and the n. Okay. But then all of a sudden, uh, I think we talked about this on the Esther uh, pod, how like your definite articles go to the end of the word. Yes. So like manen. Mm-hmm. Barn and then flick in, flick, and then to make that flick plural, flick would flickor be flickor uh, na, flickor na. Uh huh, you're right, you're right. I was like, ooh, okay, here we go. Like, the yes, but that makes <laughs> I, yes, it's different, but I think that'll make sense if you just practice. Oh, it. yeah, yeah. And uh, when I was going, I had a couple days this week, I was going really hard at it. I was like, oh, okay, like, I was even getting like a normal feel. Like, so barn then the child. The, the, the kids oh what's barn barn is kid okay okay so then the plural with it too right so even starting to see that in sentence structures and being like okay like i'm kind of getting a feel for it but then yeah like the when you're adding the nas to it that's mm-hmm. like the plural something yeah nas the, the women's the uh-huh okay. Right. And for, then, for example, for example, you could say Cody are kvinnornas man. Do you understand that? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Cody. Can, I can inte prata svenska. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, you got some of the Finnish accent. Repeat it. Repeat it nice for one. repeat it for Pinchikolo. Cody are dom asiatiska kvinnornas man. You got that, Ian? Asiatica. Asiatica. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Cody, you got to learn Swedish, bro. Dude, comprehensible input. Very comprehensible. Comprehensible input. Because Marcus knew. He was like, okay, I'm going to give Ian a cognate here. 
Hopefully, hopefully yeah. there's no one. Hopefully, no Swedish speakers are listening to this right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not bad at all, man. Not bad, dude. This Highly, is all good. Just two comp, two compliments and comp, and this is gonna help you, man. Comprehensible input. Yeah, man. <laughs> well, actually, another thing I noticed. Actually, speaking of, I just said "inte." Inte functions just like "nicht" in German. Yeah, because it comes after, right? Like, "ich kann prata inte." Nein, ja kann inte. Ich, ich oh, ja kann, kann inte. Yeah, prata svenska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's like it's so like "jag liser inte." Listen, Lisnar, 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 Lisnar. So, Yag Lisnar Inte, right? right? For the okay, like so, Ich höre nicht, yeah, of Deutsch, yeah, Ich höre nicht, yeah. And another okay. cool thing I noticed is what, how do you say, Vorsagard? Vorsagard? Vashagud. Oh, Vashagud. Vashagud. That also okay. functions just like bitter in German, in a cultural yep. sense. Like, because yep. I know mm. when, uh, like, for example, if you're at a restaurant and a waiter brings you something in Germany, they'll say bitter. Right. And the first time I went to Germany, I, I heard because at that point, I only thought bitter meant please. So, or you're welcome. And the waiter just came and said bitter. And I thought he was like, you're welcome. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Like, what's wrong with these Germans? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Learned that it also means like, oh, here you are. <laughs> So, so right. li- li- listen to so like the, the, the proper pronunciation of var so good is var so good. So there's some rolling of the R, but in in uh, in the cotidiano, so in the in the daily language, you cannot yeah. cut out the rolling R. You I noticed really, that. Yeah. The Swedes, okay. the Swedes don't really roll their R's, but they're fully, perfectly capable of doing it, right? Got and that's it. why. And we have the same, it's the same rolling R's in Spanish. And that's why I have no problems with rolling my R's in Spanish. Now, here's right. an interesting fact for you. Uh, the Danes, the Danes uh-huh. have more of a French R. Oh, okay. Right? So when they speak Spanish, it, they, they do it with like the French rolling R. Or what do you even call that R? What's that even called? <laughs> French, yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> okay the, clear, the clearing your throat are the clearing your throat are yeah so, so okay so, so I, proper I, swedish would have a rolling r the proper swedish would have a rolling r but this this leads us into another interesting topic that i wanted to talk about so in order to prep for this episode i watched the lang focused episode on oh. north germanic languages which is oh, all nice. the scandinavian all the scandinavian languages plus 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 the the insular languages so faroic and icelandic faroese maybe that's what it's called yeah uh-huh and icelandic because that'd be the same family right 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 and an interesting a very interesting point that that paul brought up which is true which is true is that there's a dialect continuum within scandinavia so what that means is that the languages change dramatically based on where you are like it it, the the pronunciation like the dithongs you guys know what dithongs are right diphthongs diphthongs Diphthongs, that's what it's called that's sorry (laughs) 
diphthongs yeah, and the double vowels yeah. and and what the the tri trip thongs trip thongs yeah trip thongs right yeah trip thongs that's right um uh there's a lot of that that changes based on where you are now an interesting point that paul made <laughs> i love paul <laughs> an shout interesting out. shout out an interesting point that paul made is that if you go let's say up to northern sweden on the border of norway and sweden the dialects on either side so first of all technically both technically a person from the norwegian side and a person from the swedish side will speak some variant of swedish and norwegian Right. right. Yeah. However, their dialects make these two variants very similar to each other. And in some cases, the similarities are greater than the similarities of each dialect with respect to their standard version of that language. Yeah, that's oh. true, actually. Does that make okay. sense? That yeah. does make sense. Right. So, and I have a really good example for that. If you go straight west here, we're not here, a little straight southwest. Um, uh -huh. There's this place in Sweden called Värmland. It's like a province. Okay. Right? Yeah. And they speak a very weird, they have a bunch of diphthongs that are very weird for me. Because I speak a very, I probably speak the definition of standard Swedish, like the, uh, the equivalent of Hochdeutsch. Hochdeutsch. That's what I speak. So when yeah. I listen to these guys, I'm like, what is this? Like, it's very strange to me. <laughs> Uh, sometimes it's very hard for me to even know that it's Swedish. Like sometimes I think it's uh, Norwegian, actually. That's happened mm. many times. But but this dialect is very close to the dialect that they speak in Eastern Norway. However, right. the main difference between these two dialects, the Swedish and the Norwegian, is that they change some words, basically. But the, the okay. way they speak, the way they speak um. is the same like they use the same um sounds right and and diphthongs yeah they use the same diphthongs and sounds so basically my guess to what happened was that back in the day these guys were given swedish school books like back in the day oh, they all okay. spoke the same thing right that's but, standardized but, but, mm -hmm. but one population was giving swedish books and they applied their way of speaking to that way of writing like the formal language and then the the same thing happened on the norwegian side so they basically adopted these words from standard swedish and standard norwegian but they kept their way of uh pronouncing uh -huh. uh, words in the vowels that's my guess to what happened yeah yeah no it's very interesting, interesting. it's uh -huh. very interesting yeah, that's I can really... go. I can like. Can, can you go to any places in Canada where they speak a variant of English that you can't even understand or can barely understand? Newfoundland. <laughs> no, but it's it, it's even worse than that. It's even worse than that. Like sometimes I can go to certain places in Sweden where I barely. It's it takes me a while to figure out that it's Swedish. Oh, that it even is Swedish. Yes. Okay. Have you ever? Have you yeah, I was say Newfoundland. <laughs> Newfoundlandese, dude. When dude, they're trail park boys, dude. Trail park. What are you talking about? There? No, 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 that's that, no, is, that is Newfoundland. No, it's no, it's no, no, nothing no. like trailer park. That's Nova Scotia, right? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Nova Scotia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. 
Oh, the Newfies. I do have some friends from Newfoundland, but they speak yeah. normal Canadian. <laughs> They're a minority. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think most of them, like, like in, in Canada can speak, like, in the rest of Canada can speak, like, standard yeah. Canadian uh-huh. English. But, yeah, if you go to Newfoundland, or if, like, because in my hometown, actually, there were a lot of people from Newfoundland. Mm-hmm. And a yeah. lot of them spoke like they did on the island that they all call it. And sometimes, I swear, sometimes there were some people I just wouldn't understand a goddamn word they were saying. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, I, I can attest to the same thing. In Lloydminster here in the oil field, lots of newfies, lots of workers. And I remember going to the pool hall like when we were teenagers and there'd be Newfoundlanders there and nothing. Like... I'm sure if you like recorded it, slowed it down <laughs> and used the like I think I looked I think I was like bored one day and I like looked up I think there are dictionaries of Newfoundland English and probably yeah it's way different but yeah is it decipherable as like okay they're speaking English I th- <laughs> it's still tough but maybe that's the similar situation then with being like, because you're saying you, you have trouble keying in if it's Swedish at all, or Norwegian, or or okay. some other thing. Like apparently, I learned today there there's technically other forms of of very rare North Northern Germanic languages that are essentially extinct that they speak on certain remote islands in the Baltic Sea. Right. Okay. Uh, and I, I, I didn't even know of this. Where I, basically, if I really think hard about it, I remember from some part of my schooling talking yeah. about this, but I've never right. actually like heard the language. So, like I did a quick Google search. Nothing showed up when I did like an English Google search. But then I, uh-huh. I did the Google search in Swedish, and I got yeah. some videos of people speaking this language. And it was essentially impossible to understand, but it sounded kind of the same, right? Yeah, so you could okay. tell it was from the same language family. But right. uh, but it was not intelligible for me. Okay, this okay, I got a question then about I don't know if you've sat down and done it like this, Marcus, or you've probably heard like so at the Polyglot Gathering in Bratislava, there was Chris Brolholm from Denmark, a guy from Sweden, and then some guy from Norway. They all sat down on stage with each other, and they only respectively spoke uh, Danish, Swedish, and Norwegian, and the intertel they were having a conversation um and so the intelligibility was pretty high do you think now these are the all mutual, like polyglot guys the mutual mute, understanding the mutual intelli- intelligibility yeah uh, yeah i would I, I would it depends okay so swedish and norwegian are very easy so like if i meet a norwegian right. person i'll understand Probably if some like some parts of Norway are weird, obviously, like same sure. thing as Swedish. But if, yeah. if someone some dude from Oslo, if I sit uh-huh. down on the plane next to some dude from Oslo, I'll be able yeah. to understand 95% of what he's saying. And right. he'll be able to understand 95% of what I'm saying. If I gotcha. sit down with someone from Denmark, yeah. it'll be the complete opposite. I'll probably understand not five, but ten to fifteen percent. I'll say oh, that's okay. So I'd probably compare it to understanding portuguese for a spanish speaker okay or or italian it's like you know you have these videos of on youtube yeah. of spanish speakers speaking with italian speakers and they're trying to understand each other it's kind of like that got okay like that. except so, for except for swedish and norwegian that's basically the same thing that's basically slovak and czech from my understanding yeah. okay yes yeah yeah gotcha 
actually, so this, this brings me to something that I want to, to mention about, um, actually, because something that we were talking about earlier reminded me of this, but uh, Marcus, do you remember, this is around when we first met and uh, a bunch of us were, were going out one night and we took an Uber and the taxi driver was from Sweden. Yeah, that check from yeah, Sweden. Yeah. And I was just, I just, I just remembered that. And I remember you were talking with her in Swedish the whole time. And it just reminded me, like, do you remember when, either now, when you listen to people speaking a language that you don't know, or um, especially you had this feeling, like, before you started learning any other languages, and you heard people speaking a language you didn't know. And that is such a strange experience compared to, like, when you're learning language and you're trying to listen to a conversation. Because I feel like when you don't speak a word of a language and you're listening to it, like you, you can't listen to it. It's just blah, 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 blah. and it seems like yeah, it's gibberish. No, it like nothing. So sitting there, like I'm gonna differ on this after, but like what? No, that? no. Like it, when I hear Mandarin Chinese, mm-hmm. I have no idea how you guys understand each other when you speak exactly, Mandarin Chinese. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I remember when I was, I like, I don't remember you talking to this lady. I don't remember. I can't remember what the sounds were like. I don't remember. The only thing I remember is that you, the fact that you were talking to her. Right. Okay. But I love when I don't understand anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Ian, that's you though. But I'm talking for like yeah, a regular. I know, I know, I know. But I just feel like, like, say I'm on the bus or on the LRT in Calgary or Lucasaya, and I just like hear something. I'm just like, wow. I'm just like intrigued. I'm just like. There's like it's almost like this artwork in front of me where I'm just yeah, like but I'm I don't understand it, but I'm just like people, oh wow. Most people don't look at it. Most most people don't, or I guess most people don't hear it like that. But yeah. um, I would say most people just hear that, and it's just it's just noise. It's just like blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, sure. It's noise, gibberish, like I say, but just just don't even just forget the fact that you don't even know it for a second. Just kind of like sit back and just appreciate human communication is my perspective on it <laughs> yes yeah. I'm no, like, I, I, no i'm serious i'm like, I'm just like oh this is like that's fascinating these two human beings like speaking this song like if i yeah i'm a polyglot it's like ah, maybe one day i could do something like but for the moment for the time being i'm just like i'm just gonna sit back and appreciate it and try and try and hear the music the musicality of it mm-hmm. way but yeah, no, no, it's people okay. I, I was I didn't know if this was gonna lead to like some people get like alienated by it. Some people get like yeah, if you don't understand it, you're just like kind of yeah, it is forgetful. And you're right, when you're not language learning, because say it was like a German conversation right now, like my ear would be like super leaning in, be like, What are you saying exactly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's it's much different, you're much more engaged with it. Um, whereas when you don't speak, yeah, it's, you just have this tuned tendency to just completely block it out and tune it out. Yeah, but people shouldn't tune it out. They should appreciate it. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's interesting, though, because when you start learning a language in the beginning, it's like everything you listen to, it's like you, you're not able to differentiate between the different words. You know that feeling? Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. that you're listening to just sounds as one long, continuous sound. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Swedish remember, this week. That was Swedish. Yeah. No, but I remember when I went to Costa Rica, that, that was literally what it was. It felt like everyone was just saying everything at the same time, and it was impossible <laughs> to differentiate between the different words. Right. You know, right? 
but then as you listen to more to the language, you start figuring out what's going on and what's being said. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that's why people just because they can like a guy can speak no Russian, but imitate a Russian accent really well or imitate a Spanish accent. Like people are able to like, they know what languages sound like. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knowing a word about it. Like if I went to a guy on the street, do a Russian accent for me right now without knowing a word of Russian, that could be done. So. Well, I think that has more to do with the fact that we, we, we've we heard those people with their accents speaking in English so much. Yeah. Touche. Touche. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Maybe. Well, no, Maybe. English. Like that's what they say about English is as an English speaker, you're going to be used to a wide swath of accents yeah. around the world, especially as it's like the global language now. Mm-hmm. Whereas... Okay, I'm gonna like, I'm not gonna pick on Sweden, but like, I'm just gonna use Sweden as a counterexample. Like, would you be used to like a ton of different accents in Swedish? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Really? So, like, from where, like, because I know, like, 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 uh, the Mideast, like, you, the we Arabic. have so much immigration here. Okay. That right. It started, I mean, it's a it's changing st- thing. Yeah. It's, it's a changing thing for sure. Plus, all the different dialects that exist in Swedish. Okay, but let's. Okay, dialect. I'm I'm talking more like but, accent. But, but it's 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 but sure. Um, it's it depends because we obviously have immigration more immigration from certain parts of the world than others. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's very right. it's very rare to, it's very rare to find like American and Canadian immigrants in Sweden. It does happen, it does happen, but it's rare. Rare. Right. Uh-huh. It's more. Gotcha. It's more. It's more common to find immigrants from southern europe or from the middle east yeah primarily. gotcha okay and, so and they're I mean, speaking like you, swedish you'd be like all right this is the new like seer arabic accent on swedish right yeah for sure i can totally do one i'm not gonna do it but i can totally no, no, do you, you could yeah you you, <laughs> yeah. you know it if you heard it right right uh-huh okay right so i'm trying to think like Okay, so languages where people aren't used to other people learning it. Like, let's say, like, Lithuanian or something. Like, like if they just heard a, a guy from India speaking Lithuanian, would that be like, whoa, like, this is so <laughs> different, right? Because it's English. Yeah, yeah we're used well, to I mean, it. Like, I mean, like, it's the classic example. It's like when Germans speak English or Spaniards speak English. Like you instantly know where they're from, or French. Yeah. Like you ever, you ever yeah. hear Emmanuel yeah. Macron speak English? No, a like little insta- bit. Oh, you got it. it. It's it's I gotta super look French, super right. French. Like the, the guy has the biggest French accent ever. It's hilarious. <laughs> right. Stuff like that, and also, um, like Americans and Canadians too, for that matter. When they try to speak other languages, you guys are uh... exceptions. To some extent, you're you're better than most people. But but like the, the what's that podcast called again? Cody, the Spanish podcast. Oh, like that guy, like that guy right there. Oh, uh, North, okay. North Americans are notoriously bad, especially yes. with pronunciation when learning. Yes. Yes. And actually, um, this this is also something else I want to talk about. So when I was dabbling in Swedish a little bit, and I sent those voice messages, and you said I sound like a Finn, and you said. That Ian sounded like an Arab. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that made me think is like, oh, wow, like, that's so interesting. I, um, 
I've, cause I've seen this before. Like when, when a polyglot starts to learn a new language, they might take on the accent of another language they've learned, or they might yes. just in some other random language. Whereas if you're a new language learner, you'll just import the sounds from your native language. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I think that's, that's super correct. interesting that like for, for some, I randomly sounded like a Finnish person and Ian randomly sounded like an Arabic person. <laughs> right. That's what Marcus said to us. And yeah, I had that when I, so back in the day, I took some French italki classes and my Spanish was way stronger. And she said like my French had overbearings of Spanish on it, like completely. So I think language strength will definitely play into like bleeding into weaker languages. Oh yeah. Possibly. yeah and you can, you can easily tell um, how many languages someone knows based mm-hmm. on how they speak that language right like for example i'll use the meetups like when we were going to the meetups like if we were at uh let's say we we're at the french table for example and someone was like oh bonjour je m'appelle. i was like instantly okay french is this person's first language like <laughs> right yeah yeah oh, yeah yeah definitely yeah because we met like a few quebecois yeah exactly right whereas like of us wait wait what do you mean first language like the first foreign oh, sorry, language? sorry first language that they're learning Right, oh, because they. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, okay, you, okay. I, I understand your logic. I understand your logic. Because okay, so yeah. if 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 they're speaking the language with a very gringo American accent, then you know that they don't. They haven't learned how to acquire the phonology yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yet. Uh huh. Yeah. They haven't learned that word. process because because that's kind of independent from from specific language like learning the phonology the way things are pronounced is kind of like that's like an independent skill almost right a little bit yeah yeah and there's a part of an identity thing to it as well um like steven Krashen was just on uh matt versus japan's channel and the interview was saying how especially for like teenagers if you're like self-conscious and you Let's say you want to learn French, but you don't want to be French per se, right? So some people are, are, yeah, they could be capable of doing like a full-on accent, but they don't want to because uh, Crash was talking about how like when you're speaking a language, it indicates that you're part of a certain club, club or a certain group. Hmm. And um, so A, it could be just incapable or B, just a hesitancy. And I think this could lead to an interesting conversation about how Marcus specifically this week, you sending us the videos of the Sueca Mexicanas, who I would argue Oof. went be above and beyond into their, um, well, the one specifically I should be saying right now, but yeah, like how she's taken it on completely in the fact that she's like indistinguishable from a Mexican. And that's what people say about Matt versus Japan too. He's like indistinguishable from a Japanese native speaker. So some people take it completely, like they it's completely enwrapped in them mm-hmm. now, which I think is interesting. But it, so my question to you then, Mark, is like, would this be something you'd it's aspire towards? With Spanish? Well? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. That would be, that's, I mean, like what I told you guys before, that's like, I envy this lady. Like I want to be her so bad. 
like if I could handle the Spanish language the way she handles Mexican Spanish, that that'd be my dream, literally. Right. Like and holy like, shit. I, it'd just be like, I know. So my question now is like, how does one get there? Like, is she just naturally doing that without a thought now, or does she kind of have to like think about it to put that accent on? Like she's been like she's been living there for nine years. So I'm leaning towards it's just like the natural way. I think it's natural. That. Yeah, I think, I think it's have, natural. Think the only way to do that is really like don't get me wrong, you can learn a foreign language at home in your home country and you can get really good. But if you want to sound like a native speaker, you need to live in the country for a long time. What about what about uh Luca? Luca Lampariello or whatever his name is. He speaks Luca? English with almost a native a native accent or a native dialect, like natively. He has native proficiency when it comes to the pronunciation yeah. of English almost essentially. And he as far as I know, he he lives in Italy and he's been in Italy for for I find a long English time. hard like cuz everyone speaks English. Yeah, English might be a different story. Yeah. Like everyone really, really into English. Um, yeah, but okay, Cody. I like to hear his like. I like to hear his Polish, for example, and see what a pole thinks. I mean, of. I mean, his Spanish as well is essentially flawless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's got like ten languages: it, German. Yeah, is also flawless. Like yeah. he would pass for a Spaniard, an American, possibly a German. Right. I don't remember. I I don't I don't remember off the top of my head how good his French is, but I I'd imagine it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah he's pretty legendary. And then so, I, I, mean, get, like, I think the question is, do you want to pass? Like, is I think that's my question. Is like, if you don't really care completely about like, be like me personally. Like, I don't mind if I have a bit of a hoser accent on <laughs> my languages. Like, well, I don't just, mind it. I don't mind it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm no, just I saying it would be sick to, to be yeah, able to yeah. navigate through the Spanish, navigate the Spanish or handle the Spanish accent like like this Mexican yeah, sweater does. I know. And hers is so impressive because it's it's specifically like a regio. Yeah. Like Monterrey Mexican too. <laughs> like I didn't even verify that's where she's from, but I could hear it though. I could totally hear it. And uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. So you think, because you could be someone that lived in Monterey for nine years. Because my buddy Lee talks about this in Ukraine. There's expats that have been there for years, barely speak Ukrainian, let alone have adopted such Ukrainian accents. Don't get me wrong. You got to try. Like, Well, no, that's the thing, right? So she would have, she not only had to have been in Monterey, She'd have to have been like completely perceptive and trying and trying and really, really taking on the accent. So you need so, a whole skill set in the country. So that's what I say. Like, yeah, you got to live in the country, but you got to have a skill set to develop yeah. that. So, so, so like, so like, what's really impressive? What I found really impressive was that. She, so like, she moved to Mexico. Wait, what's her name? Was, so we can like let the listener know. What I, I, Alex, Alex, Mex, Alex, Alex, Mex. She has a podcast. Like Tercer Piso. She's one of those, yeah. those two she's got like a youtube channel but i was like listening to her story a little bit and she moved to mexico after university or something like that yeah so so this spanish that she has she's acquired that in her like not when she was a kid like as an adult yeah right 
Like how, yeah, that's, that, that's I mean. really impressive. But here's the thing. I, I do think it's very easy for Swedes to, to pick up on the Spanish accent. Like it's not because we could make all the, the sounds like the no okay. nos cuesta los sonidos. Uh-huh. Si me explico. Right. Like, so that, like that's not the hard. Phonetically, it's probably yeah. the easiest language for us to learn or the easiest romance language for, sh- for sure. Gotcha. Right. Right. Yeah, just whereas they talk in people other feel- languages, like J- Japanese people, their L's and their R's indistinguishable. Yeah. So it's like that phonetic lottery yes. that you're born with. Yes, exactly. Now, the unfortunate thing is that th- that doesn't really exist for an English speaker because it's a very un- unique way of, of fossilizing your your uh, whatever that's called, pronunciating, yeah. pronunciation yes. skills. Uh-huh. Uh, but for Swedes, it, it, it works. It's like it's almost like Spanish is like a sister language in terms of the, the phonetics. Okay, is the there phonology. like? I was listening to ABBA the other day too. <laughs> like, like they're Swedish, right? ABBA. Oh yeah, they oh, got yeah. the one, the one song. It's in Spanish. <laughs> they don't let right. you forget here that they're Swedish. Like you go to the airport, the first thing you see is like ABBA. ABBA. Like welcome to Sweden. Welcome to the land of ABBA, Mamma Mia. Yeah. But yeah, one of their first foreign language songs is Spanish. And I was like, okay. But I don't know. It's which, which one is it? Ring Ring. It's called. There's a Spanish version. Is that? Oh, they have a Spanish version. I didn't even know that. Right. They, well, they like, they have they have like the classic voulez-vous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that song's actually in French though. I just think it's called. I think it's in English, but they just have the voulez-vous. Yes, that's right. Chorus. Yeah uh-huh <laughs> yeah so i didn't like okay this because they like spanish or because yeah like you said that swedish spanish connection um okay so i want to talk about unless we've exhausted all this about this language parent idea that i texted you guys about ah yes and this kind of ties into the, like the accent and taking on a language completely so um all right i can i'll introduce it here so i got this idea listening to actually because it's the, the sweetest swedish ventures this week the, do you know the youtube channel days in french and swedish uh, oh so yeah yeah i've seen that one yeah yeah so i was listening to, i was that? watching one of his new videos he's an he's an aussie learning really into swedish I'm curious oh. what you think about his swedish marcus um but yeah and he was just basically he's talking about why he left french or whatever for the time being and just getting the idea of a language parent which basically is um choosing one person in your target language this could be a friend a celebrity look i say and that's who you're aspiring to sound like in the target language now like one specific person like i personally think as a foreign language learner you take on different influences of multiple different people obviously um but i did find it peculiar being like because yeah we talk about argentinian spanish mexican spanish even within mexico there's the chilango regio mexicali chiapas like 
So if you just choose like one person, could be a friend, whoever, and that's what you're going to aspire to sound like. I was like, ah, that kind of eliminates just thinking so broadly and being like, this is who I want to sound like. Um, so I was just curious in your guys' target language, if there's specific people that like you pick up on their speech habits or there's their cadences that you resonate with. Because I've thought about the last 24 hours. I think in most of my languages, I have an idea of who I'd like to sound like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Cody hit this first. All right. Oh, no, that's... I, mine aren't very defined. Like, I... That's fine. That's the thing is like, I don't think... I think you can play with this concept a bit. Agree? Cody? No? I, I don't know. Maybe like you guys go first. Okay, I can go first because I, I love this. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Let's dive in. So, so first of all, um, just leading into this, I, I'm on YouTube a lot for my language learning. Yeah. Because right? I love YouTube because the subtitles are are oftentimes very very good, especially if they're they're manually made as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, takes time. Anyway, my YouTube and, and the fun thing is that what I've done, I've tried to isolate all distractions on YouTube. So, like all the videos that come up that that you don't want to see anything more because you can like manipulate the algorithm, right? So yes. I get all these, all, like all this, all, it's like I've started, I, I used to get like a lot of like Joe Rogan clips and stuff, but I chart, I started to like select don't, I don't want to see this anymore. Like that's mm. like the option you have from the drop down menu. So I've done that for every single video, essentially, that's not related to languages. <laughs> so basically I've, I've, I've applied a filter to my, to my YouTube algorithm that just gives me everything in Spanish or French. Oh, and and, nice. and I had that's some. Really, a, that's I, a nice little hack, actually. It's yeah. it's a nice hack, and and I've actually had some really interesting. It's had some really interesting consequences. For example, every single advertisement I get on YouTube now is either in French or in Spanish. Nice. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, actually really watch the ads. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, I do that. So my my YouTube thinks that I'm Spanish primarily and and i keep getting these these advertisements as well on like online on my phone like learn english or aprender inglés <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> like all these courses like uh, uh ESL, ESL. el mejor programa para aprender inglés digamos <laughs> but um uh so that's super funny but yeah i'm on youtube a lot so i have a, I, <laughs> this latest youtuber that i found uh who's from he's from spain <laughs> he's called Auron Play. Auron Play. And first of okay. all, I love that name. Like Auron. <laughs> Auron? Auron. That just sounds so a- funny. A L R O N? A A U. Oh, Auron. Auron. Hola, Auron. He's the guy I sent I sent he's the guy who does like the prank calls. I sent you guys one of the videos. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. So gotcha. he has okay. the funniest Spanish, like super castellano, <laughs> but he's, he's from Barça. He's from Barça uh-huh. as well. So he has, he has like the Catalan accent as Catalan well. Catalan in there. Okay. Barça, where, where you kind of have, so, so that Spanish accent is like your tongue is kind of in the back of your mouth. You're like you're uh-huh. pulling yourself backward while you're you're pronouncing all these words no. and all these tongues. <laughs> oh, bienvenido a Barça, Barcelona, la ciudad más bella del mundo. So what I do, like I listen to this guy and I every every once in a while I just stop the video and I try to imitate him because I just find it hilarious. Right. And then I laugh, I laugh to my, for my, like, I just, I start laughing by myself for like five minutes. I can just <laughs> sit there and laugh for five minutes. 
about like how this guy pronounces certain words and sounds or whatever. It's hilarious. Right. So this guy, I do that a lot. Otherwise, um, Mexicano, la neta, way, no mames. <laughs> like, right. So is that a particular these, guy or this? Yes, that is a particular guy. So like Chava from like Cuervos. <laughs> Well, so I started with Luisito Comunica. Do you guys know who that is? He's the yes. biggest YouTuber yeah, yeah, in yeah. Like, the world. He's massive. Massive. Yes. He's massive, too. So I, I, I listen to a lot of him, and he's like, Vamos a darle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bienvenido <Sorry>. a España. <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, like so super peculiar. Mexican. Yeah, super peculiar. So I did that, and now I'm on, I'm on these new podcasts that I've been talking about. Uh-huh. So... You guys remember the podcast Cosas I haven't told you guys about? So you have yeah. Roberto Martinez. Roberto Martinez. He's he's the he's the co he's the main host. But then right. you have his co-host. I don't remember his name now, but he has the biggest Monterrey accent ever. Uh, like this guy you. is so funny. <laughs> he's like, oh no mames. It's super funny. So so I don't know. I don't, I definitely, I pay attention to the way that yeah. he speaks. For right. Sure. And para burlarme, just to, to make fun of yeah. Mexican, or to, to just have fun, I kind of like have fun. Try to imitate that way. Yeah, I try to have fun yeah. with it. I try yeah. to have fun with it. I think it's like, I think it's hard to just be like lock in on only one and say this is going to be it. But I think doing things where you can like, shadow it like you're saying is pausing the video and trying to speak like him but just in terms of like how that sueca sueca mexicana got that way like uh like i wonder how what she did exactly was she listening to like just a few people i guess it's all around her like the monterey accent but just to like maybe if you can't be in a specific country but you really really want to sound a certain way like i'd be curious to ask matt from japan what his japanese is specific too like is it like a tokyo or a Osaka ian, ian. Thing? another thing another thing is like practice makes perfect like yeah. there's a reason for like for example why joe rogan is such a good uh interlocutor digamos. yeah no for sure like, right? why he's so good at like having conversations and speaking because he does it all the time i agree and this, this agree. Pinche yes. sueca mexicana she's obviously extremely extroverted she obviously speaks a lot totally. if you speak a lot you will get good at it mm-hmm that's a fact. Like it, it, I promise you, if you were, if you yeah, had the opportunity practice. Uh-huh. to speak Mexican all the time, 24 seven, like 365 yeah. to someone or whatever, you would get that good. Oh yeah. Of right. course. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's like locking in. Right. And right. This, this language parent idea was like, I think you could give like your, your target language, a particular flair. If you're like, I really, really want to like, sound like and, this, another guy f- this gal. Another thing I've been I've been thinking about a lot is like I, I, I was trying to like compare my ability to speak Spanish with hers, which obviously isn't a, a fair comparison. But Don't compare, but man, Richardson. No, 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 no. But it's interesting. It's good to compare yourself sometimes. So the thing is, Aveses, Aveses, her vocabulary is probably not that much better than mine, because like I understand everything she's like a hundred percent, like 99 percent, yeah, cool. yeah, no, no. right? But the thing is, yeah. the thing is. I like I have all the words in my brain, like all the words to speak yeah. Spanish extremely fluently are in my head already. They exist in here. They're floating around. The yeah. only thing me falta solo. The only thing that's missing is putting those words into like coherent 
sentences. Right. That's the only thing that, like, everything yeah, else. And is then there. she does it in her particular regio way. Right. Right. So it's just speaking practice. That's it. Yeah, that's that's yeah, essentially. That's all I need. And that just takes right. time. That just takes time. That just takes time. And um, what do you call it? Like exposure. Yeah, exposure, and I got yeah. exposures too, because you're gonna always keep listening, too, right? Like you're always gonna be listening and listening, and that's what this language parent thing is like—just really honing in. Like I want to sound like person X. So I'm you know what? I really like this language person. parent idea. This is something I'm gonna give it. It's grown on me since I've watched this video. I'm like, damn. I want to quit thinking about Argentinian Spanish, for example. I'm just gonna think about. <laughs> Like messy. I'm gonna speak like messy. Yeah, because like yep. I know for me the way it works is like I generally I don't like hone in on any particular person. Like I just take like the general flow and like the filler words and like the, the uh-huh. yeah. kind of like the attitudes that people Attitude. bring. like yeah, yeah, like yeah. for example when I'm pausing like in Spanish I'll do like the eh, eh, and like that kind of sound. <laughs> yeah, French yeah, is like yeah. the uh, uh like you round your mouth mannerisms like, yeah but it. yeah it's like it's like those kind of like small filler words and like kind of ways that you comport yourself in the conversation i guess yes yes that's a good way of putting it because it's more than just the language too actually it's the physical gestures it's the the demeanor um, demeanor yeah, exactly. uh, how you're expressing yourself yeah there's a lot to it actually it's more than just the language yeah yep but like like i don't know i <laughs> like i think i texted you guys like i'm fascinated by bad bunny i think just like <laughs> culturally how he's breaking into america uh me personally is like he's gonna get that raspy ish voice oh, i don't i don't and, i don't like that and i love that i love that I was, i'm a punk rock kid and i love like raspy voices growing up and yeah, it's like, oh man, like I can't even like we want to try singing like him, but I'm like, damn, that's such a peculiarly cool Spanish. And I don't even know if it's like if people in Puerto Rico think he's a outlier too, kind of thing. But it's like unique voices, I find. Where it's like and then and then you take somebody else from Puerto Rico, like Nicky Jam, who's like super smooth, reggaeton, like super melodic. And obviously he's just a good singer. That's why he's like professional reggaetonero. But you're like, ah oh, man, it's just like certain voices I find like it's like if I could have one Spanish, you could tell me like one Spanish the way I could speak, you'd be like, ah, I want to be like that kind of thing. So that'd be fun, hey? It'd be fun, but like you guys are saying, it's practice, it's demeanor, it's uh yeah. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. And you can only you can do so much, but just that damn, that Mexican sueco. Like, sueca. Sueca, suequita. Hey, yeah, man. I want to switch gears here. Ian, you saying this made me think of this. So the way you said Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. What do you guys think when, when, when people like import the way that you would say something in a different language in like for example into english like for example if i was talking i'd be like oh i went to puerto rico and <laughs> i was on vacation like what do you guys think of that um i'm trying to think it's a really it's a really I'm gonna get a little political here what, what was i um okay can i i no, have, no, no, I have no, an example 
no i have an example too just hold on it's uh so um i don't know if people like the rebel news in canada but they're controversial oh, God. Oh, God. um but anyways this, i'm just I'm, this is one particular clip they were this one uh they were making fun of a cbc announcer because when she was talking about stuff in quebec every time like, she was saying like quebec names and Quebec things she'd like put on like a she'd be speaking English speaking English and all of a sudden like Montreal and then like carry on in like English and English and then like they were just criticizing her for being like like why do you have to, why can't you just say Montreal like uh so is that what you're kind of talking about Cody yeah, like, yeah. it's like, like random like 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 Quebec or yeah, it almost seems like kind of a pompous attitude <laughs> right I think that's what the rebel was poking out a bit it was the yeah but at the same time um like if you want to put this on a spectrum where you you're super pompous and you pronounce everything you would in the other language whereas mm. the other side is just like totally anglicizing everything that's not mm. the way it works in english sometimes it's like somewhere like more like maybe like here because for example like if you take the word jalapeno that's kind of like a bastard child of what it should <laughs> yeah. be because if you're gonna fully anglicize jalapeno. it People make fun of it all the time, but it should be jalapeno. <laughs> like if yeah, you're gonna that's not the yeah, way it is. It, it's that's gonna not be everyone says jalapeno. Yeah, like you got you got to you got to conform yourself to the to the way you the way other people say it. You know what I mean? Like you can't just yeah. Go but then if you're gonna do thing. that, then you need to say jalapeno. No, you say what's, what's jalapeno? Like, Wait, how do you how, how how do you actually say it? Like well, if you that, never learned Spanish ever and you were talking to your mother. And from, from from generally what I've heard from other people who speak English, it's jalapeno. And that's like a weird mix. I would say jalapeno. Yeah. Well, still, yeah. either one is acceptable. But yeah. if you say jalapeno, you seem like an idiot. That's, yeah, you seem yeah. like an idiot. Yes. <laughs> no. So my okay, so my that's it's I love this question, man, because it's it's very relevant. So, for example, South America, the, the, the piece of water, the strait that separates the, um, the, the mainland to the, the, whatever that's called, the firelands or whatever. Like the, the, Sierra the, Fuego? The, what part yeah, are you talking about? Exactamente, exactamente. So that's strait. What do you call that strait? Uh, Tierra del Fuego. I think we say in English. Wait, what are you? No, but the the, the straight the the piece. Are you of talking water. about like the southern tip of South America right now, like Chile? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so there's there's the what's it called? Tierra del Fuego. Yeah. The island. Yeah, if you okay. Say so Fireland. No one would know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that island, the the most southern part of continental America, is an island, yeah. right? And then well, separating a, that the whole sep- archipelago, sep- no. Yes, and separating that archipelago from the mainland is a strait where a very famous explorer oh, yeah, sailed yeah, through. Yeah. What do you call that? How do you so, pronounce that? Well, I've just heard that whole region refer- referred to as Tierra del Fuego. Okay, but it's even in English, of, even in English, every, everyone says Magellan, the Magellan Strait. Oh, Magellan, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, 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 Magellan. Yeah, yeah, Magellan what's, his face? what's his name went through there? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the so Miguel. You, that's his name, Miguel, right? Or uh, what the hell? The Miguel Portuguese. Miguel with, 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 with a with a double L. Yes. Spanish, uh-huh. right? But what's in Spanish? Mayega? No. What? The, no. Yeah, it's definitely not a, a, an L sound. It's, no, it's no, no, definitely no, no. a Y. Ma- Mag- no. 
Machian. Fernand de Machian. That's right. So Magellan, that's obviously a, that's a blatant mispronunciation of the Spanish double L. Right. Yeah, certainly. When you're speaking English, you're not going to say, oh, here's the Magellan Strait. Or Magellan. Yeah, yes, you're not going to do that. I, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. Like if I were to talk to someone, if I were to talk to someone about what I just did over the past couple months, hey, Marcus, where were you? I'm not going to say, oh, Barcelona, Barca, Viva Visca, Visca Barca, Visca Catalunya, Visca Catalunya Libra. Like I wouldn't say that. I would say, I was in Barcelona. Right. Yeah. And if I were talking to a Swede, I would pronounce Barcelona in Swedish. Right. Yeah, because there's, there's ways to say all these things in our languages and yes exactly uh-huh. yeah i think uh, yeah, like, I, like, I was in havana i was in honduras no, no i was in havana and honduras exactly yeah like if if you're importing words from other like, like they should be imported into the language like this is something that chinese does really well so chinese takes um i've noticed uh just comparing it with korean i think korean has a lot more english loan words but in chinese South they Korea. do have some yeah. as well and um i mean korean does this really too does this really well too but they they just import everything and make it sound more korean or they make it yes totally they totally do chinese like the word for coffee they don't say oh like coffee i have one more really interesting thing that ties into this all right how do you how do you introduce yourself in other languages well spanish there's two even teaching i always teaching i always start me nombre es just because it's more similar to english no no no. but how do you say your name oh oh sorry oh Oh, sorry my name uh sorry if that wasn't obvious yeah yeah yeah. ian ian well it depends in nicaragua they could not pronounce for the life of them yeah it depends on the language it depends on how well people can pronounce your name and it depends yes on if it's, yes uh, if it's, that's what i'm trying to get at yeah. that's what i'm trying to get at yeah. and i find it, it's so annoying when people pronounce their so like you ask hey what's your name and they pronounce it in their own language i have a good example for example elias Pettersson, a well-known mm-hmm. swedish nhl player he came to north yeah. america came to canada and and the reporter asked him Hey, what's your name? Elias Pettersson. Like this little timid <laughs> yeah, Swedish nope, guy from No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're, that's not your name, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's not your sorry. Name. And after that, everyone yeah. like, what's like that was like an NHL meme. Like, what's this guy's name? Is it Pettersson? Is it Peterson? Like, what? Yeah. Like, no one can do it. He's like, no, it's actually Pettersson. You know, like this Pettersson. Yeah, that was the same with uh, Marcus Johansson. Because originally the first few years in the league, he was called Marcus Johansson. And then some guys were like, ah, I guess it's Mark Johan. Uh, no, Johansson. 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 But that's the Johansson. thing. You can't do that. Like if you go to North no, America, you, can't, really. you, you got to change it up, bro. And the same thing, like when I go yeah. to, when I went to Spain and you kind of just got it, like you can't decide on how to pronounce your name in that language. You kind of got to listen. Like, so like, for example, okay, I, okay. Like, like I, when I went to Spain now, I'm, like it was fairly obvious to me, obvious to me uh, immediately that my name is pronounced Marcus, Marcus. No, meanwhile, in, in like in Latin Spain? America, it would be, yes, it mean like in, in Latin America, it would be like Marcos. 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 Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but, but, in, but, in, 
but in Spain, their 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 way of pronounce of pronoun pronouncing things is is hilarious. So it was my yeah. us, us. They emphasized yeah. that the U. So my my name after ever after that my name was um, Marcus. That's how I like introduced yeah. myself. And some things That's I guess they're transferable to a language like the Spain and Mexican way of saying Marcus or say something like Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin in North America. We don't like we don't have like an Ovechkin already, so we're just going to say it like the Russians would. Ovechkin, Kuznetsov. Yeah, but they they don't or they still don't love. say it like that. Ian, they they, they more like Ovechkin. What? Okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. have but, a different but way of. Doing I think it. that's closer. Like you said, Peterson, Peterson for Patterson. Yep, yeah, but you can't. Like a Russian would be like Ovechkin, and we say Ovechkin. Yes, but it's it's still anglophonized or whatever it's called. Angle, yes, but, yes. Um, but but like for example, if I'm in France, uh, je m'appelle Marcus. <laughs> Marcus. Yeah. So it's funny, actually, uh-huh. Marcus. Like you actually have uh, a name that I have a great name differently it's, in many languages. It's well, great. Yeah. Mine, mine is. I got pretty lucky. So mine yeah, Cody's consistent. The only one that's like really, really different is um, uh, for Spanish. Spanish people struggle to say my name because it's got the D, and also the vowel is different, oh, like the O yeah. vowel. So they always say Cody. 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 Like, Cody. But like, pardon, pardon. Yeah, well, dude, my last name. So we say Rainier. Regnier. Okay. Regnier. Rainier. How, okay, how do you say it in French, though? Regnier. No, no, no. Try again. Oh, Cody? Regnier. 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 So, so I'm Senor Rainier for my Spanish students and Monsieur Regnier for my... Uh, French dude. That's so funny. Like with, with the Spanish, you pronounce every single letter, and then with French, you just neglect half <laughs> yeah. of the word. <laughs> yeah, like the I E R at the end of my last oh, name. Like right? Yeah, that's like, so funny. And yeah. like with my last name, so the only people that I would try to even uh, tell my last name to would be German people, because uh, it, my last name it's it's not German, but it sounds very like I could say oh uh, like Hotspur. Yeah. Like that yeah, sounds really yeah, yeah. but like if I'm talking to a Chinese person, for example, and I show them my last name and they just give up everything. They, they don't even know where to start. Right. They're just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna try. <laughs> so wait, Cody, yeah. Cody, how, how does it work when you go to China? Because you know how like when Chinese people come here, they adopt new names. Yeah, like they do. Anglophone names, like, oh, my name is Bill. Like, what? And they always have like these really <laughs> funny ones. It's, so it's fun. true, though. Like these like, really it's fun, classic. though. It's super fun. Lots of students old, do this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, like old school names, yeah. like Joe or Bill or Derek. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. But so, how does that work? Does that does that work the same way when you go to China? No, actually, because this has to do with like the role that English plays in. On the international stage so i feel like like english speakers have such a pass whenever we go anywhere like like when i was in china for example um whenever this idea comes up or the idea of like having like us having to do something in chinese they just blow it off they're like oh like this person's name is just cody this is their english name like they don't have a chinese name they, they can't learn chinese because it's too hard so they'll just speak english like they feel like obligated to speak English because for like oh it's too hard for them to learn Chinese like uh uh-huh 
I see. And it's like, this is, ah, it's like, it kind of annoys me that like, this is like, that's the thing. The attitude. So yeah. how, do, how do they, Pervading how do they, attitude. how do they pronounce your name though? Well, my last name? Oh, your name in general. Well, uh, not very much different actually, because the same sounds exist. They would say like, maybe like Cody. 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 Yeah, maybe like, but it sounds like pretty similar. Same with like. Oh. Um, like in like in German, they would say like Cody, like with like the deep like, <laughs> Cody, <laughs> Cody. Yeah, the same with like Korean. My experience with Korean has been just like Cody, Cody. Yeah, because like the, a lot of those sounds exist in a lot of languages. So um, yeah, I I just I just think it's unfortunate that English has such a don't, like this gets back onto the whole idea of like learning Esperanto. Like, I think if there was an objective international language, that would be so much better than having um, like people like like English speakers as the dominant language speakers in the world. I guess. Yeah. Uh, what was the name of that kid you sent Marcus that video? The polyglot kid. Um, he was talking a bit about es- Esperanto and that video and oh that dude the the guy yeah, i forget his name guy guy you? i forget his name too yeah but uh yeah he just talked but his point was like yeah esperanto was tried but then just how it became a massive failure because everyone is so tied into their cultures which i think that is the argument yeah you could you couldn't sell esperanto because there was no there was nothing to sell except the language like you know, there's no culture. Like you know, like yeah, when you, and then people are Spanish. too nationalistic, man. People are like, no, no but like, I'm Russian. Why do you want? No, okay, so like everyone has a reason for learning each language, right? For selecting that language over other languages. Okay, so why do you want to learn Spanish? Oh, I like me gusta tacos, for example. Like a lot of people yeah, say, yeah, I want yeah. to be able to go to Mexico and order food. Like right. that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually oh, the language right. is like way down on the list of like why you like a particular culture. Yes, like, it's not people. the language; it's the culture. It's always the culture. Yes. Yeah, but that's not the case for English. Like, if you talk to like anyone around the world, like learning, looking to learn English, it's because yes, it oh, is. I want better economic opportunities. Yes, and economics that's is so- huge. Economics it's is huge. Taking the yes. role of what Esperanto should have been, so it's naturally come about, anyways. But but that's still a reason. That's that's a reason for English. That's a reason for learning English over Esperanto. Oh, yeah, culture but, too, right? Esperanto isn't a thing right now, but like, I'm I'm just saying hypothetically, like that's what it. Oh, hypothetically, yeah. So like, yeah. if all hypothetically, business, hypothetically, if all business was, if all business were conducted in Esperanto, then yeah, then everyone would learn Esperanto. Yeah, because the, this gives English speakers the ability to just like go to different countries and just like be idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that already. Uh, no, um, yeah, I mean, because the whole point of Esperanto is everyone has to do a second language because that puts everyone else in everyone else's shoes. That's part of the logic as well. Because the problem where English doesn't fit that right now is that there's n- native English speakers that their language has become the lingua franca. Ergo, they don't get that empathy of understanding what it's like to learn a second language. Privilege. So, privilege. English privilege. English privilege. Eng- yes. Chucky Arlo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to start I'm going to start protesting against this. English protest against <laughs> English this. No, I mean yeah, I think English it's got to be economics, right? I mean, the Beatles are awesome, but I don't think 
people in Korea and China are learning to sing along with John Lennon, although they might be. Um, um, yeah, economics is huge, right? Like, just think of resources for courses and education. Like, it's more and more in English, right? If you want to learn how to program, like even science, like, science, science, is Marcus, all you know, the way, right? Like, it's all in English, English, English. And yeah, and that's a big. I mean, like a lot, a lot, a lot of university and science people, they want to get better at English just so they can present their science. Like I was just. Well, I have a question. Friend. I have a science I question. Talking, okay, let's take it after this. So okay. I was just gonna say I was talking to my friend down in in Spain, and he was very, you know, he was taking English classes and everything. He was yeah. Taking, he was um, he was utilizing every opportunity he could get to practice his English orally because he was like, it's just so horrible when you're at a conference and then there's someone who sucks, that sucks uh -huh. at English, who's given oh, a presentation. It just, right. even the work can be really good, but if the person sucks at presenting and can't handle the language, then the presentation just sucks, even though the research is great. So, so like that's a big driver as well, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean... This is where some, I know this is particular in the sciences, like if a professor's at a university and has a very thick, thick accent, people aren't struggling with the math per se, they're struggling with the accent, right? So I think that applies to, yeah, across the board. Oh, tell but, me about know, it. My science question was, um, what would the use of knowing some Latin and Greek possibly, because... Even in law, I wonder. Hey, if I so if I many were concepts come from Latin. If I were into medicine, I, I would be able oh, to medicine, answer this question medicine. a lot better. But okay, for what I gotcha. for what I do, I've never come across a single Latin word. Okay, but okay, so medicine, that's be more of the sphere. Right, because because my field is new relatively compared to medicine. Medicine yeah, yeah, is yeah, the okay. oldest scientific discipline, essentially. Right, right. So, like, so I wonder if started. any doctor's ever been like, "Hmm, I should learn Latin." I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, like a lot of doctors, they from just going through med school, they know a lot of words already. Oh, <laughs> no, they've done studies on like what their vocabs are. Them and lawyers, yeah. like they, yeah, their litany of, uh, it's basically their own language. Why lawyers? That doesn't make sense. So me. many concepts, man, come from like, um. I'm just trying to think. So brutal. Off the top of my head. So many con like actus reus, mens rea. Um, those yeah. all come those are Latin terms. I, I guess I guess like for, for in the literature, in the scientific literature, there's certain Latin terms that, that come up like a priori. Yeah, yeah. Comes that's up Latin. all the time. That that's yeah. Latin. And um um what else? Like I E. Yeah, oh yeah. I dot et et cetera, I E I G. Yeah, I I don't know what those. I just know that those. I don't know what those accurate acronyms are actually for. I just know right. what they mean. Uh huh. And me uh, as so the guy who likes debate, I'm more like the fallacies, like ad hominem. Um. Yeah, stuff like that. That, that. Right. Some of that stuff comes up in in the literature. Okay, obviously yeah, not that, yeah. but but you know what I'm saying. No, no, this no, no, type no. of terminology. Yes. Latin terminology that comes up uh -huh. once in a while. Right, but that—that's just like just scientific terminology. I know, I know. But if a person was to learn Latin, they'd see the origins, the etymology yeah. of it all. The etymology, exactly. Yeah, which is interesting. 
it's just interesting. Some of these professions, some of these professions. Uh, let's touch on that guy on Rogan, that astronaut. Man, oh yeah, future Lingahog's guest or what? That guy, oh he lit up when he talked about languages. An international space station guy. And Rogan just blew straight by it. Yeah, he touched so a annoying. little bit. He touched a little bit. He could have went way more in depth into it. Oh. The fascinating. Oh, and fascinating. Using and the languages could, you, up in space. You could tell. You could tell he was so ready to to talk more about it. Oh, he's pumped. The guy was so jazzed. And then Rogan was like, "Oh, what about those aliens? What about those aliens? Tell me about those aliens." <laughs> So what what was what was this guy saying? Because I don't really watch Joe Rogan, so like, no. He, so basically, what was his name? Right, something right, and um, he spent how long? Did we say Marcus two hundred some days, two hundred and something days. Yeah, and then so it's the International Space Station, and but he he got so he's up there with Russians, Japanese people, um, I don't know all the nationalities up in the in the ISS, but Ter- Terry Verts. That's Terry, funny. yeah, thank you. Um, and base, but he had this affinity for languages since he was a kid, I believe, like, or at least when he was traveling around as a student. And Rogan was asking, Oh, like, what do you speak? And uh, like, Russian was his big one that he spoke. So he was touching on, like, he's talking a bit about and like, no, but the, the cool thing, all Russian. astronauts that go to ISS have to learn and speak fluent Russian because half the station yeah, is in Russian. is Russian, right? And they're doing the conference calls in the morning with Moscow. Yeah, so you got to have your yeah. conference calls with Moscow. So you have to be able to speak yeah. fluent Russian to go to space, essentially. Or go to, go to the ISS, at least. That's yeah. cool. Right, so this yeah. Guy, so, so basically what this guy says is like, okay, I've learned all these Romance languages. And I was like, ah, oh, I was going into this Russian class thinking like, oh, this is going to be so easy. Like, I've learned all these languages before. Yeah, like I have this affinity for languages, yada yada yada. Not like not a big deal for me, but then he just recounted the process of like how Russian kicked his ass and like cases and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, But then he, he, oh, I totally could connect the way he said once he got over that hump, the plateau, the case, whatever you want to call it, the case wall, and now he's like totally locked into Russian from there. Like he couldn't get enough of it totally in my situation with ukrainian as well so i was like yes dude yes preach yeah but preach. yeah man he could have like and i'm sure he could have went off like way longer about all of it pinche rogan way preach. yeah um fascinating yeah fascinating. but interesting though like that's super cool that you've got to learn like all these all these professions that you got to learn languages for i just find that so cool like for the foreign service institute Oh, yeah. services institute like that's just so cool like okay like the president just announced that you're going to be the new ambassador to like lithuania so you got to learn you got to take the next six months and learn <laughs> lithuanian like you go they do, do it and you go do it yeah speaking of language boot camps like that's they do that right yeah that's like, that's a freaking class. that's a dream imagine just six months nothing else but just <sighs> languages oh my imagine God. that Every day, twenty four seven. Don't even, man. Don't even. And like they bring in natives to like talk oh, to you. Oh yeah, man. Oh yes, please. Oh, imagine great. that, dude. Oh, and, uh, man. <laughs> like imagine Being doing that. That would be sick. They they bring you down to Monterrey. <laughs> Monterrey, man. Let's go to Monterrey. Let's go speak Russian. Here's your Mexican teacher, counselor, the the consulate. <sighs> officer at monterrey yeah no man you learn the monterrey regia regio yeah like certain 
specific jobs yeah there's got to be like language even a ceases off like a the canadian version of the cia which is not badass at all in my opinion <laughs> but um they Dude, what's have his like, name steve coffin well he was a diplomat i'm talking oh, yeah, about like a, right. i'm talking about a ceases officer an intelligence officer and i look at their job ads sometimes like when i'm bored and just fantasizing it's like oh you need to speak kurdish to be a ceases officer or they're looking for like a language i forget the title but it's like oh man wouldn't it be badass nice. just like nice looking at intelligence from the kurdish region like my background in international relations i think that's kind of it's that's the fuel for my engine fire and um yeah man like that'd be so sick that'd be so cool so yeah in the future like in the future i'd love to get like a army interpreter guy on the pod too like what's yeah. it like translating when you're getting bullets shot at you like yeah that must be intense mm-hmm. um, yeah <laughs> yeah so, holy so. crap but yeah boys how about what's the what's this week looking like for you what's coming up on the the horizon well you don't you barely have a horizon there in sweden yep. it's gone <laughs> that's right no i, I, I <laughs> how's the the nightlife yeah oh yeah (laughs) all day nightlife all day um no i like it i got a good setup here um i have things to do but not too much to do so you know that you know that perfect level of stress yeah that's what i know that perfect level of stress it's like you have a lot of things to do but it's not too much, so you're not like you killing yourself over it. Yeah, you got some time. You're in a cabin like, in northern Sweden, dude. Ugh. Yes, you're still nice like setting. rolling out of nice bed. Setting. I have a hundred gigabytes of data that I can refill for like twenty bucks if I want. Nice. That's, like, that's a really good deal. Uh, and hey, the 4G here is freaking fast. Like that's 4G cool. is underrated in general. Right. Like they're coming out with 5G. five. They're coming yeah. out with 5G now, but like my 4G is already like as good as any anything. Right. So uh, yeah, like how much faster does it need to get? Well, I don't know. I heard I heard a side effect for 5G was COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ian. Until, you know, you know what I'm talking until about. Until Pfizer man showed up and was like, no. Until Pfizer. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The 5G, yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, man. Nice, not a lot, man. That's fun. Yeah. You go yeah. What's going on, bro? This week? Yeah, yeah. This week, um, just yeah, just plugging away normal. Just hitting that Korean more and more. Hangu go. Yeah, nothing too new for me. Just um, same old, same old. I guess. Nice. You're super started. Um. What am I gonna do as well? So I have my—I told you guys—I have my italki class. Yeah. Today, after a two hour, I'm gonna take a power nap because I'm a little tired. I only slept four to five hours last night, so I'm gonna take a power nap. Love wake power up, nap. Do my do my. This is great. Like this is awesome. I'm gonna have like, like a uh, an italki class like every day. That's gonna be sick. That's Ooh. so cool. Oh, but yeah, that's actually new. For, I'm gonna start doing. I stopped doing italki for a while, but I decided to start doing it again. So I have a. I have a Korean italki class tomorrow, and um, I'm also Marcus. You actually inspired me to start doing this again. Is doing Hello Talk, language exchanges. So I'm gonna start incorporating those into my routine more because I feel like I'm not I'm not talking to people enough, and like I feel like yeah, sure, it's great like doing your own kind of self study things, but like 
it really, really gives you that extra motivation when you when you've got someone to talk to. Yeah, totally. Like what I was like, like what I was saying before. Like we, like all of us have learned these languages. Like all of us have put the vocabulary of these languages into our brains. Like I feel like all of us are at the point with a bunch of these languages to just start forming coherent sentences and improve our fluidity that way. I feel like that's the main bottleneck. Embotellamiento. <laughs> yeah, man. Just keep plugging away. Um, I like to do a... It's a big thing on Twitter right now. People are already... Rum, there's rumblings about it. Everyone's setting their language goals for uh, 2021. So I think whatever pod we do right before the new year, we could do that. Got it. And uh, I'm, I'm really pumped. I think I finally got my process laid out i'm not so big on like okay hit b1 b2 blah 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 look i say i'm just really gunned about sticking to my process that i've drawn up for myself so for a future app really dig deep on what our goals are and how we're going to achieve those and more info on the upcoming language boot camp in yes. Estrathmore, alberta so excited. Countdown is on. The countdown is on, folks. There's Christmas, there's New Year's, and then there's the language boot camp. <laughs> and actually, hey, that's going to be way better than Christmas and New Year's. Christmas and New Year's. No, no. Yeah, this 2020. But yeah, 2020, episode 20, going on to episode 21 next week. Sure. Feeling dude. it? Feeling it? Still got the data? Still got the 100? Even if I don't, I'll recharge, man. There we go. There we go. Yeah, boys. Uh, All right. Thanks, folks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank. Oh, uh, tak tak Oh no! Wait, wait, wait. Tak samiket. Tak samiket. You guys are screwing up the like the emphasis. It's tak samiket. Tak samiket. Tak samiket. Tak samiket. Tak samiket. And, and then like another thing <laughs> one last thing so like that they the swedes they drop a lot of sound like i told you they drop the rolling r so they, they tend to drop the final t's as well so, so you in casual swedish you just say taxo mikket you, you would uh, kind of drop the, the last vale, taxo mikket vale. all right guys let's end it right here i'm gonna click stop mm.